Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaim Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the show. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you are doing well, feeling well, and staying well. Y'all. <laughs> Whoo-wee. <laughs> y'all. Um, we have a lot to talk about, but the first thing... Um, First thing I want to do is recap last week's episode, which is called Cozy Season. I talked about the new Beyonce. I talked about an entire um, police department quitting because a black woman became a town manager. Um, I talked about the books that I was reading. I talked about a lot of different stuff. Go back over and listen to that episode. If you have not yet listened to that episode, please go. It's co- it's called Cozy Season. Um, y'all have been listening, obviously, but just in case you missed it. Um, that was last week's episode. Um, so real quick. On my social media, I shared a story about a pitch. You guys know that I'm trying to write more. This is part of my journey. This is part of my dream. I've always wanted to write for publications. um, And so far, so good. You know, that dream has been coming true. Um, I think I've, yeah, I've gotten like five pieces out. I have another piece that's coming out soon. I'm really, really excited about all of these works and I'm grateful for each opportunity. That being said, I feel a way because, and here's the T at the top of the show. And then we'll get into all of the craziness that has been happening. Cause Lord Jesus, it's been just karma is having a great time out there. Like reaping and sowing. She is having a good time out there. And I'll get to that in a second. But, um, I, I, told you guys a story on social media on um, my Instagram stories about how I pitched a particular story to a publication and they the editor got back to me and said you know I've already assigned this story but if you have any other like health related stories um, tell me more about you know the types of stuff you like to write about um, and maybe we can get you in Um, I'm like okay because I've already written for this publication before so I'm like okay cool whatever Um, here's what I write about da 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 well I get an email so that was last week this week um I got an email from a writer from this publication with my pitch that they are writing my exact exact pitch because I know that these folks did not think about this particular angle of things like I can almost guarantee they did not um but it's my pitch And they took it and they assigned it to their staff writer. And this person was reaching out to see what I had to say about it. Um, And I feel a way. I feel a way. I feel a big, big way. I don't know if there's anything I can really do outside of, you know, being and being petty. And like when they when that post goes up, also sharing my email to this publication, um, with that pitch in there it's just like all right girl like I know y'all didn't think about this but okay all right girl um but here we are nonetheless so I said I was going to tell you guys the full detail and like I didn't say that I was going to say every you know who it was and that that, that, I'm just trying to be classy here um and so instead of doing all of that I decided to pitch my pitch to a different uh, publication. So we'll see if that comes back. 
Otherwise, it's going up on the blog. Y'all will see it um, because it's it's too good of a story and it's too worth telling um, for it to just go by the wayside or go in the wind. So um, y'all let me know if y'all want that in written form or if you want me to, if you would just rather me just do a show, uh, a podcast episode on that. I'm open to all of those options. Um, but I was mad yesterday. I was, I was, I was hot. I was in my feelings. Um, I have since calmed down. I have since thought more about what is happening. So yeah. Oh, and also I've gotten very bigly distracted because (laughs) y'all, what is going on outside? This is what happens when you live inside. You live in a bubble. What is going on outside? Whew. We have a lot to talk about. Um, and I hate, I know that you guys like it. And I, I feel like I should be giving you some different options and different top big topics to talk about. But there's so many big topics that just happened that I, we have to talk about them all. So it's another church announcements episode. Um, so I'm going to just dive right in and get to it. All right, hit it, Earl. Let the people of the reclaim say amen. Glad to be here, say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We glad that y'all here today and these will be your church announcements. Hey, hello, welcome everybody. Sit down. Let's talk because there's a lot to talk about. Let's start with, did y'all know that the FBI has raided Mar-a-Lago, Trump's Florida resort? where he has been licking his wounds ever since he lost the election. Did y'all know that the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigations, has raided a former president's residence? Um, I don't know if that's unprecedented. I believe it's unprecedented. Um, but yeah, yeah. Apparently there's the... They had they had a warrant like if the FBI, we don't really know a whole lot of what they found at this point. Um, At the time of this recording, I'm recording this on Tuesday, August 9th. Uh, They raided it uh, Monday, August 8th. So a whole lot hasn't come out. But if the FBI is raiding anything, that means they had to have a warrant. That means they had to have probable cause. That means they had to have a reason to come raid. They don't just show up. You know, because they feel like it. They don't just show up for political um, grandstanding or anything like that. That's not how the FBI, at least not when it comes to to white people. But yes, um, because we could talk about past problems with the FBI. But when it comes to former presidents, absolutely not. So this is this is this is wild. And we don't know a whole lot about it. Like even Nancy Pelosi, who's the Speaker of the House, she didn't know anything about it. She's told um, people who were interviewing um, folks that she was being interviewed by that, you know, nothing has crossed her desk and she wasn't aware of it. She saw it flash across her phone like everybody else. And she's learning more as time goes on. So that's what we got. <laughs> that's what we got. People, um, according to CNN, uh, it says that Monday's search was pro- um, was related to the possible mishandling of presidential documents, potentially some that were classified that may have been taken to Trump's home, the subject of one of two uh, Justice Department investigations related to the former president. Y'all remember when he left? He left with something like 15 boxes full of documents. Um, and, you know, it's, it's 2022. He left office in in 
January of what was that? Was that 2021? Oh God, the pandemic years all run together. Jesus, but y'all get the point. He he left a while ago, so anything that was classified and all that stuff like that, and I hope they found what they were looking for. I hope it was still around. Um, but yeah, he was apparently on his social because uh, you know he's not allowed back on Twitter or anything like that. But he was apparently on his social talking about they even broke into his safe and all this other stuff. So at first, when I first saw it, because Trump said it, I was like, I don't believe it. I don't, I instantly did not believe it. But more reports are coming out that this was an actual thing. This was something that happened. There was, there's a video of um, the FBI packing up and leaving from Mar-a-Lago. So yeah, according to CNN, the news was one of the most staggering twists yet in the story of Trump, who was impeached twice, incited a mob riot to try to overturn the 2020 election um, and constantly tore at his um, at the guardrails of his office and democracy during his single term and afterward, like no other president. So, yeah, yeah, this is wild. This is wild. This is the wild things that are happening. Um more wild things that are happening. I'm reading from Cron now and Cron reports they were forced New York city mayor, Eric Adams, who was problematic in and of itself, but this is not about him. This is about Texas governor, Greg Abbott, who is continuing to bus migrants to New York against their will. So remember when I told you, told you guys about the story about how, Greg Abbott was sending migrants to like DC, New York, basically shrugging off the responsibility for these folks that were coming in across the border and sending them to sanctuary cities and things like that, which in and of itself is a terrible, trash, racist, uh, awful thing to do. But he acted like these people were excited to go and like wanted to go. Well, according to Mayor Eric Adams, that is not the case. Um, reading back from Cron, the NYC mayor suggested that um, on Sunday that Texas officials have lied to migrants about the destination of the buses departing the southern border towns and in some cases forcing families to take routes that they didn't agree to. On Sunday, Adams told Politico's Aaron Duncan that more than 4,000 asylum seekers have attempted to seek refuge in the city's homeless, homeless shelters since May. This is horrific when you think about what the governor is doing, Adams said, while meeting a bus of arriving migrants at the Port Authority bus terminal. So, yeah, um, Greg Abbott is trash. Greg Abbott has been trash. And apparently he's just going to keep being trash. Um, not only is he shrugging off the responsibility for people who are seeking asylum, which what's the point in putting that on your statue of Liberty, if you're not going to actually do it. Um, and of the, the many atrocities that he is responsible for, including the lack of leadership when the Texas power grid went down, including attacking or weaponizing the public against people who may or may not seek abortions, people who have had abortions, people who have had miscarriages and are now forced to defend what is, what could be one of the worst moments of their lives, making it even worse. 
Um, not only that, Uvalde is still under his purview. Um, the mishandling of so many other things. This, this situation right here. So, yeah, Greg Abbott is still trash. Vote Beto. Vote Beto. Okay? Get him out of there. Get him out. Um, this next story is from The Hill. And this one, another shocker. Not necessarily a shocker because these people have already been given life sentences, but it's just, it just further, like, compounds how much guilt these individuals have. Um, reading from the Hill, the white father and son who chased and killed Ahmad Arbery in Georgia, in a Georgia neighborhood, each received a second life prison sentence on Monday for committing federal hate crimes months after getting their first their first sentences for murder at a hearing that brought a close to more than two years of criminal proceedings. U.S. District Court Le- uh, Judge Lisa Godbay, Godbay Wood, um, handed down the sentences against Travis McMichael, 36, and his father, Greg McMichael, 66, reiterating the gravity of the February 2020 killing that shattered their Brunswick community. William Roddy Bryan, 52, who recorded a cell phone video of the slaying was sentenced to 35 years in prison. Um, So for everyone who was in my comments, (laughs) for everyone who was in my comments on my 2020 videos, my 2021 videos about Ahmaud Arbery calling him a criminal saying he was stealing, um, implying that there was criminal activity when all this man did was go for a jog Two life sentences two of them things two and they're going to state prison they wanted to go to federal prison to be protected uh, but they're going to state prison and they feel like there's uh they were so concerned about the threat against their lives the threat against their lives like they didn't in essence lynch a man a black man for going for a run disgusting um well there you go. And I'm not usually a person who say lock them up, but lock them up. The, the, them's, them's the type of people that need to be off the streets. You see the difference? Not the person who's like, you know, randomly has like a little bit of weed for recreational use, you know, who is currently serving years, years here, here in prison, um, prison for weed. Imagine it. Um, But these type of folks who hunt down people for the color of their skin and because they don't like that they feel these people feel free, free enough to to have a recreational run. I'm gonna make you run for your life. No, lock them up, lock them up for good. Um, Speaking of people who need to be locked up for good, I'm reading from Vice, the FBI. Uh, Once again, here they come. The FBI has arrested current and former Louisville Metro police officers who were somehow involved in the deadly raid that killed 26-year-old Breonna Taylor, according to multiple sources. Three officers who were taken into custody Thursday morning include former detectives Brett Hankinson and Joshua James, as well as Sergeant Kyle Meany. Detective Kelly Hanna, I'm sorry, Detective Kent, Ah, Detective Kelly Hannah Goodlett was not arrested, but has been charged. 
Y'all remember all that talk that Brett Hankinson was doing and writing a book and all this other stuff like that? Was that Brett Hankinson or was that the other guy? I can't remember. All three of them were more evil. Um, remember that whole... See, we're, we're back to it. We're back to it. Remember back in 2021, some, some of y'all won't remember because y'all don't follow me on, on TikTok and that's fine. That's your business. You have lives to live and things to do. But for those who do, I got so much grief. I got so much hate. I got so much just vitriol for simply saying that the killers of Breonna Taylor need to be arrested and there needs to be accountability. I got called anti-police. I got called, I, she got called a criminal. Her boyfriend got called a criminal. Um, people were saying there was criminal activity. Um, people were gloating when, you know, a few officers, you know, didn't, didn't receive any charges and things like that. Um, so the feds think otherwise. The feds think otherwise. Um, and I know y'all love y'all's y'all's Daniel Cameron down there, the AG in, um, in Kentucky, um, who literally did nothing, did nothing. I want to shout out the individuals who showed up to a, I don't know if it was a campaign rally or something like that, but Daniel Cameron was out in public. I saw a video. He was out in public, um, speaking and for everyone who showed up with signs chanting Brianna Taylor's name, good on you. Good on you. I hope you have a fantastic day. I hope when you go driving that it's nothing but green lights. I hope that bills mysteriously are paid and covered for you. I hope that you find money in your pocket. I hope that you have at least eight hours of solid sleep. I hope that someone gives you a compliment that just changes your whole day. I hope a great opportunity comes before you that you weren't even expecting I just good on you good on you and good on to everybody who kept chanting Brianna Taylor's name here we are years later after she was wrongfully wrongfully killed and that terrible cover-up and all of these other things justice not even justice because justice would be Brianna Taylor being here no this is accountability and accountability has been served I told y'all it's crazy out here because all this happened within a, a few days of each other, like literal few days of each other. Trump's uh, home gets raided. He wasn't there, but because that would have been that would have been too good. Um, Trump's home gets raided. Uh, the um, the Ahmad Arbery murderers get a second life um, sentence. Um, <clears throat> the officers who killed Breonna Taylor or were somehow involved in the cover up, they get arrested by the FBI. Um, and Beyonce gives us a Madonna remix of Break My Soul with Vogue. Um, and it's so good. And so we can twerk to all this news that is happening. I I live. I live. I I can't do those beautiful death drops that I see people doing. I don't know like I know how to snap my fan open. Um It's funny because one of my <laughs> One of my friends says, because I could do things like that, and because I, I kind of know queer culture and things like that, like certain things in queer culture that I have a low frequency beep when it comes to my queerness. And I don't have anything to really say about that other than the fact that I I I, I do live to watch the ballroom scene. Like I would never show up because I feel like that's a sacred space. And unless I was invited, I can't I can't be present. Um, 
like how dare I a straight colonize that space no 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 now if I was invited sure yeah absolutely I'm not getting up on no one's stage and I'm not doing anyone's dances but I will cheer <laughs> I will cheer I will be respectful um but that being said I I kind of wish I knew how to do a death drop because I would do one with all this all this great news coming out oh Jesus it's uh it's been a good week it's been a good week speaking of good weeks um and I'm reading from Mike. Airbnb has had its share of high profile problems recently, but none of them top the atrocity that one TikToker pointed out this week, which was last, actually last week. Um, the site is home to several, at least several vacation uh, rent, rental listings for its, quote, pimped out former slave quarters which is a pretty bold move for a company that prides itself on diversity and inclusion. Who wrote this piece? Hold on. I got to go back and look up because whoever wrote this piece, this, the, the amount of shade, I appreciate it. That, this is delicious. Um, Ian Kumamoto. <laughs> Shout out to you, Ian Kumamoto. Like beautifully written, beautifully written. Thank you for this delicious shade. Yum, yum, yum. Scrumptious. Um, but yeah, Ian says, <laughs> um, he actually shouts out lawyer Winton Yates, who is an entertainment and civil rights attorney who goes by lawyer Winton on TikTok. He exposed the now since removed Airbnb listing as the Panther Burn Cottage at the Belmont Plantation in Greenville, Mississippi. Um, in its description, as seen via sh uh, screenshots on Yates's TikTok, the listing boldly says the cottage has been once served as a slave quarters um, in the 1830s before it was used by as a sharecropper cabin and later a medical office. To add insult to injury, the listing's owner has, quote, super host status as designated um as a designation, Airbnb gives to somebody who goes above and beyond their hosting duties and is a shiny example of how a host should be. This is a reminder that this person was renting out a cabin that was used by human trafficked people, a place where people could have died from being overworked, from mistreatment, um, where children could have died from malnourishment, where, you know, families lived and came back home after being just mistreated in the most inhumane ways. This, this, this cabin, right? Um, the listing has, I'm reading back from Mike. Um, the listing featured in Yates's TikTok has since been taken down. The cottage is still shown on the plantation's website. So you can still book it if you really want to. Uh, but that's gross. And I would encourage you to do so. Um, but the booking link goes to a now defunct Airbnb page. But a quickly a quick search reveals that there are many others like it, including a tiny home cottage on a Georgia plantation named after a slave who lived there. A New Orleans quote unquote suite where enslaved people once lived a mansion with newly renovated guest rooms to the back um to the back of the house that once served as the slave quarters a renovated <laughs> why there's so many um a, a quote-unquote historic renovate historically renovated slave quarters rental that features exposed brick walls as if that's supposed to take the hate out um 
And this quote restored haunted former slave cottage in the heart of New Orleans. This is disgusting. This is disgusting. Like people are renting out their slave quarters. People are renting out their slave quarters. This is also a great time to highlight the Whitney plantation. Um, the Whitney plantation serves as a museum um, for all of the atrocities that happened as a result of slavery um, to the enslaved people, to the human trafficked people, to people who experienced the worst of humanity. Um, so shout out to the Whitney plantation. If you guys want to go ahead and I'll put the link in the description box to the Whitney plantation. Um, I've shouted them out already this week, but they are doing some incredible work. Um, Hurricane Ida actually destroyed a few of their structures. They are currently in restoration. Um, and here we go with another hurricane, uh, season, just like a month away from now. Um, but yeah, they're, they're restoring. So if you guys want to go over there and support or contribute, I'm gonna encourage it. Um, because if anything, that's what we need to be doing with these, these residences. I know people want to burn them down to the ground and I, I listen, I get it. I understand. Um, I said in my Insta story, um, that I would burn down the mansion and keep the cabins and make them into memorials. That's exactly what I would do. F those hand um, polished crystal. F that daggone carpet. Um, F those pictures. Like, forget it. Like, yuck, gross. Get it out of here. Um, but those cabins where those people not only survived, but endured some of the worst treatment in humanity, some of the worst treatment in humanity, like regularly, like it was a normal part of their day to be treated terribly, like not treated terribly, like somebody was mean to you and called you a name or like, you know, you, you missed the sale somewhere. No, treated like you were a chattel or worse, like treated like you weren't even a human being. Um, so yeah, I, that's what I would personally do. Um, I've already put out my intention on TikTok when I did a TikTok live this week where I said, um, last week, where I said that I would want to buy the land, like we know the land um, where our ancestors were held, and I would buy that because they're doing haunted tours over there. They're doing haunted tours in there. They're doing the mansion, though. They're not doing, like, the cooking house or, like, any of the slave cabins. They're not talking about the graveyard that is marked with mere just stones, Um for the the human trafficked folks and they're not talking about the mass grave of the native americans that they that lived in this area that they wiped out completely and then threw them into a pit like trash god forbid like oh it breaks my heart oh it breaks my heart they're not talking about how they mistreated those folks but it's a murder it was a murder in the um i guess the parlor between a father and a son it it was white on white crime. It was just, it's just very, 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 very telling what stories get valued and what stories don't. So yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see what the Lord does. Maybe one day I'll be wealthy enough to purchase that property and turn it into a museum slash memorial. We'll see. We'll see what the Lord does there. But anyway, that's the end of the crazy <laughs> That's the end of all of the crazy stuff that is has happened this week, y'all. The sheer foolishness. Um, 
Before we wrap up, I have to give two major shout outs to two women who I believe are some of the greatest that have ever existed in their fields. The first one is to one Alex, Allison Felix. I'm reading from Because of Them We Can, who, according to the Bleacher Report, after an illustrious two-decade career, 20 years, Allison Felix has earned her final medal for Team USA. Felix has been a force to be reckoned with since she stepped onto the track, widely revered as the most decorated woman in track and field um, of all time. Um, the LA native holds the world. I'm so I'm sorry. Let me start over. The LA native holds the world, the record for the most world championships and Olympic medals, racking up a total of 20 gold medals alone, alone, alone. Um, she broke Usain Bolt's record for the most gold um, world medals in just 10 months after giving birth. Like, come on, come on. And she had a C-section too. Like, sis, I see you. Um, but yes, she is hanging up her, her running shoes. Um, and I wanted to give honor. I wanted to give flowers. I wanted to send love and support and encouragement because she's dope. She's amazing. And I deeply, deeply appreciate her. I also wanted to give honor to Serena Williams, y'all. Serena Williams, in this latest episode of Vogue, Vogue September issue, you know, the big thick one that looks like a, a, a damn encyclopedia, but we love and we live for the September issues. Um, in the September issue, Serena is retiring. She's saying goodbye to tennis. She wrote an entire piece, um, for the September issue of Vogue. And she says, it's the hardest thing I could ever imagine. I don't want to, I don't want it to be over, but at the same time, I'm ready for what's next. She says, quote, I've been reluctant to admit that I have to move on from playing tennis. It's like a taboo topic. It comes up and I start to cry. I think the only person I've really gone there with is my therapist. But yeah, Serena is hanging up her racket. Serena Williams, one of the most, if not the most decorated uh, tennis player of our lifetime, if not all time. Serena. And it's like, you're sad because you don't want it to be over either. Like, just like she doesn't want it to be over, but you're grateful that you could experience it and watch her do her thing, you know, but she's, she's ready for something else. And, you know, just like Allison and just like all the folks who like hang it, hang it up at their most, you know, when they're doing great, you're like, you know what? It's, it's, it's just time. It's just time. Mad respect to her. Mad respect to both of these amazing incredible women who have not only just impacted their own individual sports but sports in general it's fair to say that they are some of the greatest athletes of all time and I don't even like sports <laughs> I don't I don't like sports um but I think that these two are phenomenal incredible wonderful impactful people in their own right both in the sport that they play and in their lives and I think that they deserve their flowers and I think that they deserve their flowers while they can still smell them 
you know, so this is me handing them their flowers and telling them, thank you. Thank you for your representation. Thank you for, you know, for us, not just entertaining us, but inspiring us and encouraging us by just your living and by just your excellence and by just your pushing through when you didn't have to like incredible people, incredible, incredible representation. I remember when Serena was playing, um, gosh, who was she playing? Ah, oh my God. I can't believe this. I can't believe this, this is escaping my brain at the moment, but Serena was playing someone and she was accused of cheating. And Serena said, I would never cheat. I have a daughter. I have a daughter. Um, I have a daughter and she, you know, she's watching me and she's looking at me and Naomi Osaka. I can't believe I'm so sorry, Naomi Osaka, another great, um, in the making, like shout out to Naomi Osaka. She was playing Naomi Osaka and it was Naomi Osaka's dream to play Serena Williams and Serena, like for whatever reason, this particular ref was being a complete dirtbag uh, accused her of cheating and she's like I can't I would never cheat I have a child I have to be a good representation for her and people were calling her all kinds of names and calling her spoiled because you know I guess that you know you're when you're passionate passionate about your sport you're passionate about your sport and if a man had done like she didn't break a racket like some of these male white male tennis players you even white women tennis players you've seen them do and they're not called any of the names that Serena was called for standing up for herself when that ref who owed her an apology called her a cheater or implied that she was cheating and Naomi Osaka won the match um and people were booing and you know Serena said don't boo like and she wrapped her arms around Naomi um and encouraged Naomi who was you know tearful at the time because that you know when you dream about playing your your heroes you don't imagine winning like that you know you want to win because of skill you want to win because of effort you're honored to even be in the same, like, in the same space as these folks. And to see the grace in Serena and the compassion that she had for Naomi, even when, you know, that situation was kind of ripped away from her, you know, that's forever cemented in my mind. Like, she was always, she was always great. She was always going to be a great. But that moment cemented in my mind, oh, she's just a phenomenal human being. Oh, she's just a good person. Okay. All right. Um. So yes, I, I, I stand like I stand them both, Allison Felix, and 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 Serena Williams. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you for all that you've done, um, and we deeply appreciate you, and we wish you nothing but success and rest, 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 sweet rest, and then you know all of the good things that you deserve. Um, and that is this week's episode of the reclaimed podcast. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your subscribes, please do not forget, um, to leave a review of this show, drop five stars and, um, tell the folks how you feel about it. Tell the folks what you like about it. Um, keep sharing those links. Like it, it costs you nothing. It costs you nothing. It's absolutely a hundred percent free to share, the links to the show. It costs you nothing to tell, to leave a review. Um, and it literally only takes you like a minute or two to do so. Um, thank you all for joining, uh, my Patreon. So many of you are, are supporting me and, on Patreon and I deeply appreciate that. I like, 
I drop I drop as much as I can. There's so much content over there for you guys to like read and see and you know, you guys get glimpses into my lives that no one else really does. Um and so I deeply appreciate that. Thank y'all so much. Um I don't think I have any news. Oh. Black business of the week. I know I've already talked about this business, but I want to talk about them again. Shout out to Coco Ari, my friend Gabrielle's jewelry company. I have fat ankles. I have fat ankles. I've had fat ankles for most of my life. My leg looks like a continuation into my foot. I have had fat ankles for the majority of my life. I don't have these dainty girly ankles that a lot of the girls have. And I remember doing collaborations with jewelry companies and they would send me anklets and they would never fit. They never fit. They never reached around. In fact, my ankle would laugh at the anklet and like push it aside. Like, girl, get out of here. I have fat ankles, but my friend Gabrielle designed me the most beautiful. Like all she did was add a few extra jump rings to the anklet and now I can wear them. That's all she did. That's all she did. But it meant the world to me. And I know I'm making a bigger deal out of it. But like, come on, when when something just fits your body, after so many times of things not fitting your body, there's something, something happens to you. Like, it's just like, finally, like, oh, somebody thought of me or I fit in or like, I, I mattered enough that someone could take the consideration for me. Um, and she actually added a few extra so I could like wear them loosely. Um, so, you know, my, my poor ankles aren't getting squished and squeezed. Um, and there's still a few links left. So I was like really, really appreciative of that. I got like three different anklets and they all fit and they're all cute and I can wear them. I can have my best auntie, black auntie moment and I live. And so I alternate them every day. I don't go anywhere. I just wear them around the house, but it it means the world to me. So if you guys want to support Coco Ari, I will put the link in the description box for her business. Um, black owned business, uh, really, really beautiful stuff. I bought some gold pieces from her last year. And, you know, when you buy, you know, jewelry from there's some or certain other brands that I could bring up and tell y'all like, don't buy any gold jewelry from them because they will turn on you in a heartbeat. Coco Ari is not that Coco Ari is not that Coco Ari is top quality I bought some gold earrings that I wear frequently sometimes you guys have seen them they're the big hoops that I like to wear the drop hoops um and she designed those and I live in those earrings and when I tell you not a scratch not a tarnish not a scratch not a tarnish and I bought them last year I believe like early early summer if not late spring around that time just a beautiful pair of earrings I have a necklace I have necklaces now by her like the stuff just lasts and that's what you want. That's exactly what you want. So it's worth every penny Coco Ari. Um, and that's this week's show. I appreciate y'all for listening. Um, and we'll talk to you soon as always. Peace y'all.